0: Section four of The Lieutenant and Others. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, BC. The Lieutenant and Others by Sapper. The End of Wipers a sketch written during the first week of may a nice balmy day a good motor-car and a first-class lunch in prospect such was my comparatively enviable state less than a month ago true the motor-car springs had had six months joy-riding on the roads of flanders and the lunch was to be in but one can't have everything and wipers was quite a pleasant spot then in the square souvenir hunters wandered through the cloth hall and the cathedral intent on strange remnants of metal for the curious at home tobacco shops did a roaring trade market day was on villainous fragments of fried fish changed hands for a consideration and every one was happy and contented in a delightful little shop i ultimately found my way twelve small tables spread with spotless linen and needless to say full of officers satisfying the inner man presided over by two charming french girls seemed good enough for me and sure enough the luncheon was on a par with the girls, which is saying some in the vernacular, as I left with a consignment of the most excellent white wine for thirsty officers elsewhere, two soldiers passed me. Say Bill, said one, this er whippers is a bit of oral right. They can leave me here as long as they likes. And as I cross the railway at the western end of the town, one shall pass sullenly overhead, the first I had heard that day, the only discordant note, the only sound of war. That was a month ago. A fortnight ago duty took me past the same little shop, and through the square this time i did not linger there were no souvenir hunters there was no market day again i was in a motor car but this time i rushed through hoping for the best instead of one shell they came in their hundreds a drunken swaying noise through the air like a tramway car going homewards on its last journey down an empty road, a crash and the roar of the explosion, mixed with the ramble of falling masonry. Another house gone in the dead city, huge holes clawed up in the paved road, and every corner dead and twisted horses, children lying torn in the gutter, women and men gaping in their death agony here and there a soldier legs arms fragments of what were once living breathing creatures and in nearly every house had one god in a little groups of civilians still moaning and muttering feebly they had crept into their homes frightened terrified to wait for the death that must come and without cessation came the shells in one corner a motor ambulance stood drunkenly on three wheels in the middle a wagon overturned with four dead horses still fast in the traces and underneath them stuck out two legs the legs of what had been the lead driver a city of the dead not a sign of visible life save only our car picking its way carefully through dead horses and masses of bricks fallen across the road yesterday's tobacco buyers stiff in the gutters yesterday's vendors of fish dying in some corner like rats in a trap yesterday's luncheon shop a huge hole in the wall with the rafters twisted and broken the floor of the room above scattered over the twelve tables with the spotless linen and perhaps worst of all the terrible all-pervading stench which seemed to brood like a pall over everything at last we were clear of the square and getting into the open east of the town over the bridge and up a slight incline Then clear above the noise of the car, for one most unpleasant second, we heard the last tram going home, the next second a deafening roar, and we were in the center of the stifling black fumes of a present from Krupp's. All would have been well but for a dead horse in the center of the road, which caused an abrupt stop we left the car till the fumes had cleared away and stumbled gasping into the air with the water pouring out of our eyes and the fumes catching our throats and it was then we saw yesterday's tommy who had regarded wipers as a bit of oral right. staggering down the road came three men lurching from side to side bumping up against one another then falling apart ever and anon collapsing in the road or the gutter disappearing into shell-holes tripping over debris over trees over dead things gasping and panting they came on with their legs not strong enough to hold them nearer they came and their faces were yellow-green and their foreheads were thick with sweat though the evening was chilly they were half sobbing half moaning with their collars open and their clothes coated in mud and one of them had a great gash over his head just before they reached us he collapsed in the ditch for the last time He was leaning forward and heaving with the agony of getting his breath. A froth was forming on his mouth, and his face was green. In God's name, what is it? we asked one of the other two as they staggered by. He stared at us vacantly, gasped out the one word, gas, and disappeared into the shambles of breeze we had not seen it before we have since and the first horror of it is past but as there is a heaven above there is not a man who has seen its effects who would not give every worldly possession he has to be able slowly to dribble the contents of a cylinder Of the foulest and most diabolical invention yet conceived into a trench full of the originators of a device which most savages would be ashamed to use we picked up the poor devil in the ditch and got him to a dressing station he died in fearful agony half an hour after so i subsequently heard that was a fortnight ago four nights ago there was a great light in the sky standing up out of the blaze what was left of the cathedral showed up like a blackened sentinel through the trees the yellow flames shone with a lurid glow and the crashing of falling houses completed the destruction started by german shells the sight was one which will never be forgotten by those who saw it the final gutting of a stricken town for three days and three nights it blazed and now all is over it is the best end for that historic city the scene of so much senseless carnage how many of its harmless inhabitants have perished with it will never be known Will probably never be even guessed at, but fire is a purifier, and purification was necessary in Ypres. End of section four recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.